This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Many of us are already planning our New Year's resolutions to work out more in 2023. But let's face it, they rarely stick. Well, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, cycling shoes, heart rate monitors, and more with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Don't wait. Get this offer before it ends on December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Hey, this is Kenny Main, host of something called Hey Main. That's a podcast. Uh, we're working busily on season two, but let's not forget about season one. Remember Jamel Hill? Is the cookout ever going to happen or is it just metaphorical? It is largely metaphorical. Just know we would feel very comfortable inviting you. Potato salad, by the way, I feel like I should tell your listeners, does not have raisins in it. If you missed that episode of Hey Maine, check it out on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. All right, so the Giants play the Commanders uh, again. We obviously just saw this game. Which of these teams, if you had to pick one, has a better shot of winning a playoff game? Dude, this is this is a tough one for me, but I actually think – so hear me out on this, right? Okay. So, I think, so I think Washington is going to win this game. But it's actually, I think – I think it's the team that finishes seventh that is going to be in better shape because of what you said about San Francisco. Would you rather be the sixth seed and go to San Francisco wild card weekend? Seven seed. But you can't you're stealing my answer. Yeah, 100 percent It's it's whoever So I plays think that's Minnesota. gonna be the Giants. It's whoever plays Minnesota. And I'm not stealing your answer. I mean, I think we're both smart guys who <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. We didn't, dis- we didn't discuss the, the answer. Way. We 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 yes. talk on this podcast. No, I I know. I'm just saying I'm not gonna have much to add. Uh it is totally matchup dependent. Both of these teams are trash. Neither one of Which them. Which team could... do you think is actually better, though, on their own? Washington. So do I. Yeah, I. I think. But I, I, I think... But I think Daniel Jones is better than Heineke. Yeah, I feel like there's more. Uh, there's like a little bit higher floor uh, with with Daniel Jones. Obviously, Saquon can 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 dominate. Um, I think Washington's defensive line. I think McLaurin's probably the best like passing game weapon, obviously, that either team has. It's not really close. Um, so, yeah, I think Washington's a little bit more complete. I think the Giants' record is inflated by fluky early season close games against bad opponents. 
But um, yeah, the answer is whoever draws Minnesota. And what do you think the line would be? I mean, it's tough because we don't really know about the quarterback thing, but like, what do you think the line would be for one of these NFC East teams at San Francisco in the playoffs? Is it more Double than a touchdown? For sure. Yeah. Double digits for sure. Yeah, I do. If, if I mean, if the 49ers continue to play the way that they have, I'm, I'm like, you're asking me if it was this Sunday, I think it would be. Yeah. I was, so I got, okay. I was at like eight and a half. So you think it's 10 or more. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I also think this, who is the funniest team you can come up with who you think would be favored against the giants on a neutral field on Sunday? Hmm. Because I think there's a lot of bad teams that the odds makers would say, yeah, they're better than the Giants because of everything you said. New York got extremely lucky. Their roster really top to bottom is not impressive whatsoever. Would Arizona without Kyler be favored? And with Colt McCoy? Yeah. I think they might. Of the most extreme, like the funniest one. I think the Rams with Baker Mayfield would be in L.A. Oh, I don't know. That's a, that's interesting. After last week? That's interesting. Carolina, yes, because of their yep. defense. Right? Yep. Yeah, that's... They'd be an underdog in New Orleans. They'd be an underdog in Atlanta. Are you... So you're asking, like, where would the Giants be favored on the road? Yeah, I mean, I think Houston might be the only... Might be the only place. I think they'd be an underdog at Chicago against the Bears. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, they probably would be. <laughs> so we saw that game earlier this year. It was 20 to 12 Giants. But yeah, you're probably right. This version of them. Uh, God, I hope both those teams don't make the playoffs. That would be pathetic. Colts, Vikings. All right. So the Vikings defense is appalling. They've given up the most yards and the most points in the NFL this year. Do we think their coach is doing a good job? I mean, isn't the answer isn't the answer no? So they're ten and three, and they have a negative point differential now in the season, but they could be the two seed. And you, all year, when I've been talking to you about them being fraudulent, have been like, "Well, but they're winning games, even though they're not playing well. So eventually, they're going to play well, and then they'll even win more games." But, well, I just you- said, "Well, I just said in the games themselves, they haven't played well. They've been lucky to win." But I kept thinking that they would eventually get to, like, they would finally, with the talent that they have, put together games that were representative of that. Right, and, but here's the thing, like, defensively, what yeah, maybe I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm putting way too much stock in what they have on offense when I say that. I know I am. I yeah, know I'm that, that. that's the issue. Like, they have to, they have to score 35, man. They, but how did their defense get this bad? I think. How did that happen? I, I mean, I, I should be able to give you like a few more specifics than than I can. But they, you watch the Vikings a lot. They're in the same division as the Bears. What well, the that's, hell? That's happened? what I'm saying. Like, what they they have some high profile misses in their secondary, and they have been like the names that they have: Harrison Smith and Daniil Hunter. It's just they're not playing up to their names and they're not like they're not great anymore. And then the rest of the guys, man, like 
Who's good? Where's the, like the young infusion of talent? Patrick Peterson is another big name that everybody knows on that defense. Yeah, Zadarius Smith. Like they, the names that they have are none of them are really. I I, I mentioned Harrison Smith, Daniel Hunter, Zadarius Smith, Peterson. Like people know the names, and they play this like very soft, conservative, bend but don't break. And they just get picked. They're apart. breaking more than any team in the friggin' league. They're dead. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. But, but it's like, but like, they don't get turnovers. They don't get sacks. They're not good against the run. They they give up a ton of completions. Like the the passer rating against those corners is astronomical. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I've honestly like, never I've never seen anything like it where you look at the guys on the roster and you think, wow. I said this at the beginning of the year. I picked them to go to the NFC Championship game. They look like a really good team. Oh, the record's 10-2. and I was right. But then you watch them every week, and it's like, what is this? Yeah. They've had, you know, the first game of the year against Green Bay. You know, I guess what they were able to do in Buffalo. bought them a lot of goodwill. What they did in Buffalo. Yeah. And then outside of that, they really have not played a 60-minute game all year. And have had high-profile duds the other way. Yep, the, like the, the Cowboys game, against game. The Cowboys game, and the Eagles game. Yep. I mean, the, what was that Eagles game? Was scores like twenty-four-seven, and it felt like it could have been fifty-four-seven. You know, yeah, what I mean? that, like that was the night where there were dueling Monday night games, and they both sucked. The other one was Buffalo and Tennessee. And Darius Slay just destroyed Justin Jefferson. Yep. Just after he had that huge him. game against Green Bay. Yeah, it was so that that was just so they just. Whenever they played good teams, other than yeah, and we thought the Packers were good and they're not, they've looked terrible. All right. Lions Jets, fun matchup. Very, very fun game. Like if you don't do red zone and you had a couple of TVs, like I think this game would would get placement. it's getting the Iron Eagle treatment. It's getting the CBS number one one o'clock game treatment. I like that. Yeah. Fun game. Fun matchup. Um who, what would scare you more if your team was playing against them wildcard weekend? Lions offense or Jets defense? So I know that I said I'd rather watch the Lions play than Washington or New York. But I think the right answer is Jets defense. Because hmm. even though there was the 30-point game against the Bears on the road, you know, there was defensive... Uh, scoring in that game for Detroit. Uh, oh, you're putting a lot into home road splits for the Lions. Yeah, that's just it's it it it's it's real. It's a thing. Yeah. So I just think that the Jets. Now I know they. Here I am just ripping Minnesota a little bit. They scored 27 points against the Jets and beat them in Minnesota a couple of weeks ago, but. I don't know. I think Quinn and Williams up the middle and Sauce Gardner taking away another team's number one wide receiver is a pretty nice place to start for this take. It It is. Um, and I think the best argument is they held Buffalo to 17 points in a win and 20 points in a loss. Yep. So, like, you know what I mean? I, I, I think that's the – and that's in the last five weeks. So, you know, that's 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 recent. That's how they're playing now. I, I do think that's the right answer. It isn't as fun as Detroit. Um, 
but both would scare you because the Lions thing, it's like, I mean, other than the Niners or the Eagles, I don't think there's a lot of even playoff teams in either conference that I would really think could shut them down. I'm real. That's why I'm really interested to see this week. Like, Do you think the Jets would put Sauce Gardner on Travis Kelsey if they played Kansas City? Um, no. But I haven't watched like every snap of every Jets game to know. Like, has he done that? Has he lined up even on like nickel? Has he lined up like on in? On I don't know. Receivers? It's just. It's just to me like. If they were in a game like that, would you really want to line them up across Juju? No. You know, like, yeah, no, probably not. Uh, I, I, I don't know if Sauce Gardner has even gone in on slot receivers this year, much less tight ends. So, my guess is that that's not happening because I feel like if he was doing that, it would be widely discussed. Um, that's an interesting thought. Uh, what do you think's more likely here, though? Like that this game is played into the high twenties or the teens. Like where 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 do you? Because if they can hold uh, Buffalo, I hate low, to burst. Yeah, I hate, I hate to burst your Detroit bubble because I know a lot of people that bet they're over this year and have just enjoyed what they've been able to do and have felt yeah, already cash, about maybe. watching them. Yep, Jets over is cash too, but I think that I think that golf is gonna turn the ball over like three or four times in this game and it's going to get ugly. Hmm. Uh, Like we haven't seen that Jared Goff that caused the Rams to say, yeah, we went to a Super Bowl with you. Yeah, we paid you. But F that, we're out. And they're smart and they know what they're doing. So I think we get that Jared Goff like Super Bowl against the Patriots, Jared Goff. Here in this game, Jared Goff hasn't thrown an interception since November 6th. He's gone five games without an interception. Was that the Giants game? No, he didn't throw a pick in that game. It was the Packers game. Okay. And then overshadowed by Aaron Rodgers just completely turning into a. Turn. And then he didn't and then he didn't throw a pick the game before in the Dolphins game. So he has one interception in the last seven games. He's played mistake-free football, and that's with over 300 passing yards in three of the seven games. It's pretty incredible. It is, man. You know, so I I think your answer is right about the Jets. Could he win comeback player of the year award over Geno Smith? Based on Danny Smith's, uh, Danny Parkins' belief that it's an award that if you just sucked the year before, you're allowed to win it. If he ends up putting up monster numbers in the last four games and they make the playoffs, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, he's he's putting up monster numbers. Jared Goff, right now, I got it in front of me. He's eighth in the NFL in passing yards, fifth in touchdowns, and sixth in QBR. FanDuel doesn't have the awards up right now because of the game that got played tonight. Just but man, I'd love to know where Goff is on that award when I wake up tomorrow morning. Yeah. If he's Text even me. listed. Text me if you remember. Okay. I'd be curious. We don't we haven't made enough bets together on this show. Well, I'm afraid that we're gonna jinx each other. <laughs> really I know, but I'm just saying, can we change that? 
Yeah, we can. I want to let's institute a new rule. We on on the Thursday show, we make one bet together every. We have to make we have to make one bet together that either and we can we don't we spring it on each other. We have to sell each other on it on the Thursday. I'm good show, with that. We have to sell some, one bet. Some weeks it'll be mine. Some weeks it'll be yours, and we have to both make it. Honest okay. system. I think that's a nice touch. Okay. I like that. It's nice that we're developing bits 14 weeks into the season. Subscribe, <laughs> rate, review. All right, Titans, Chargers. Titans missed the playoffs five to one. We like this wager. Well, what a segue into something that I actually wrote on there as a bet that I know you would like. <laughs> yeah. Because I give Jackson that, that, that for, to the record, the, the idea for the bit was something that we could pay off on Sunday show. Okay. Like, oh, so it's got to, yeah. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, Jacksonville, if they win against Dallas, which I think will happen, will be six and eight. And if the Titans lose this game, they'll be seven and seven. And the Jags beat them last week. So here we go. Down the stretch, they come three games left. And I believe they play each other in week 18, the last week of the season. So if Jacksonville's only a game out, they win that game in Jacksonville, they win the division. So they would just have to keep it where it is over the final two weeks before we get to the last week of the season. The Titans do have Houston, though, at home. Okay. Who else? So it's uh, at the Chargers, home against Houston, home against Dallas in Jacksonville. Okay, so you need Dallas to so you need Dallas to beat them to, for Tennessee to go one and one, and then who does Jacksonville have after the Cowboys? Well, so you, no, you're saying you need you need assuming they beat the Titan uh, the the Texans, so you're saying Titans would go one and three down the stretch, which gets them to eight and nine, and then you're saying Jaguars, Jaguars the rest of the way, Cowboys this week they're a four and a half point underdog. You like them to win. At the Jets, at the Texans, home against the Titans. So they need. So if if they the would Titans, need to win out. Okay, but listen to me. If the Titans lose to the Chargers, and the Jaguars beat the Cowboys, the Cowboys. yeah. If they both go one and one after that, and Tennessee's up a game going into Week 18, they play each other. If Jacksonville wins. They're tied, but the Jaguars would have swept the matchups in the regular season and they'd go in. That's look, it's five to one. It's not uh, the odds got to be lower than that of that happening, I think. Yeah, I mean, you're the key variable here, though, is Jacksonville's got to beat the Cowboys on Sunday for this to happen. And they're a plus one seventy money. And Trevor line. Lawrence is playing his balls off, baby. It's it's in Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville. So do you want to make that the bet? I'd love it. I mean, I'm. Do you want to do has, Jaguars money line or Jaguars plus four and a half? Oh, for the for for this game. For oh, I'm gonna. Bet. Yeah, I'm gonna bet the money line on this game. I'm gonna bet Jacksonville to beat Dallas. You gotta have fun. I mean, four and a half. Anybody could do that. We gotta take it to our own. <laughs> Right? Yeah, but, but yeah, but if Dallas wins by ten, they both lose. So we gotta put the we gotta put the 
the we got to put right. our own. All right. Jaguars plus 175 is the. And what a comeback that would be for our preseason takes. For Jacksonville to run Tennessee down and for the Titans to just collapse that would, in the that last be, month of the season. Yeah, Spencer, we would need to re-promote our, our AFC preview pod from week one when Pony's mic didn't work. That would be, <laughs> <laughs> be great. Uh all right, let's let's keep it moving here. Uh Patriots and Raiders. Reports in Boston, Kraft might try and force Belichick to make coaching staff changes. Your thoughts? I don't believe that that's how their dynamic works. I don't believe it. I think that Bill Belichick would fire his own son, who's on the staff, if he felt like he needed to. So I can't imagine that Bill is very happy with how it's going for his offense this year. And if he used, if he drafted a quarterback in a questionable way in Mac Jones, and then he spent free agent dollars in a questionable way, like he did when he signed all the tight ends. And then he made weird offensive coaching decisions like he did this off season. Like there's going to be change. And I can't imagine Bill Belichick is going to be resistant to that change. He's going to be the one making it. Like, he's he's not satisfied with that. I don't believe that it's going to be, like, an edict from Robert Kraft when they have been the model of owner, coach, shadow executive that we've ever seen in sports. So I don't, I don't, I don't buy that that's where the rift is in New England. Well, Kraft has told Belichick – with players to do certain things, at least in one very prominent case that happened where Brady didn't want Garoppolo around anymore and Kraft pretty much made Bill trade him. But this really gets down to, I think, you say Belichick's going to be able to read the room and, and recognize what's going wrong and why it's going wrong offensively. I also just wonder, though, how stubborn he is at 70 years old. Like, because the outside world is saying Matt Patricia slash Joe Judge can't coach offense, and really, the accusation, though, more than that is Belichick can't do it because the presumption is Belichick is just, like, calling the offensive plays and, like, using them as, like, figurehead offensive coordinators. Yeah, like a proxy, human shield, all that stuff. Yeah. In that respect, like, you think Bill Belichick is going to take powers away from himself? No. uh, But so he's going to be the head coach, the offensive play caller, and the defensive play caller, and just not have a coordinator? Kind of looks like what's going on there now. Well, yeah, it's not working, though. I mean, if if uh, Mark Davis had more cash on hand than would fire Josh McDaniels, he'd just hire him back. But he can't afford to buy off oh, the contract. Uh, that, I mean, if if that happened, if McDaniels got fired, he would be the Patriots offensive coordinator again next year. Yeah. Of course he would. I love, though, that Mark Davis is just cash poor. I think that's a funny, like, under-discussed There's angle. so many great things about that guy. Yeah, yeah. His house, his haircut. 
He eats lunch at P.F. Chang's every day. (laughs) I mean, I like Chinese food, don't get me wrong, but the same chain restaurant? Right. And, like, you're in Vegas. There's just world-class chefs with Michelin star restaurants all over the city. Just P.F. Chang's? It's ridiculous. 